This episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Truck and Tap, food trucks and craft beer in Alpharetta, Duluth, and Woodstock, Georgia. Visit truckandtap.com to see the lineup of food trucks and what's currently on tap. We're joined this week by Scott Hedin and Hetty Proctor of Burnt Hickory Brewery. Founded in 2012 as a self-funded nanobrewery, Burnt Hickory quickly built a cult-like following due to their creative and sometimes crazy beer offerings. We tried our best to ask Scott some great questions, but we mostly just follow along as he talks about their renovated taproom, punk rock, the worst beer he ever made, and why brewers should be angry. We hope you enjoy. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios at Iron Monger Brewing in Marietta, Georgia. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Brian Hewitt. This week we're talking with Scott Hedin and Hetty Proctor from Kennesaw, Georgia's Burnt Hickory Brewery. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for having I'm us. I'm glad to be here. How are you all doing today? <laughs> uh, we're doing great. Very good. Very good. Uh, Scott, any interesting beers or events this week for you? Uh, what did you get into this week? We had the return of one of our perennial favorites, this beer called De Kreutzen. It is our uh, Imperial Pumpkin Pie Porter. Got a sweet pops on that. Imperial pop, pop, Pumpkin pop, Pie Porter. Yeah, you got to talk sideways on the mic. Yes. But, um, you know, the best pumpkin beers don't have any pumpkin. It's only about the spice. And so our, you know, um, I've always loved spiced beers. I've always loved, I don't know, the taste of fall. And so, okay. God, that sounds so stupid. The, the taste, taste of, of fall. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, the pumpkin beers, pumpkin beers have a bad. I see the commercial with you holding the can. Hi. Kind of like. I love. Like oh. Vanna White. Leaves blowing past. The taste of fall. Um, it's, it's actually it's named after one of my favorite bands of all time that nobody's never ever heard of them, but they should have been huge. But whatever. Named to Kreutzen. And. It's it's too long of a story. Okay. You can All Google. Right. Uh, Dan has come to the to the brewery. And yeah, the singer, the, right, cool. singer, awesome. the, the singer of the Kreutzen, but they were. What, what doesn't matter anyway? It's been a per, <laughs> it's been a perennial favorite. Like it's been one of my home brews. Okay, and when I started the, you know, so there's kind of an anti pumpkin thing going on. So with our pumpkin pie porter, we hit it pretty hard, and I'm a big believer in spiced beers based on the season. And so this is basically a porter that we hit with a lot of pumpkin pie spice and some lactose to kind of build the body up. So it's a – it's a, I, I can't say the word – autumnal, autumnal. 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 It's a – It's a it's autumn. It's, it's a very fall. fall. It's very fall. It's okay. delicious. It's very Have fall. You, did but you have any interesting bears this week? Okay. Well, so. I do love to Kreutzen, but I am a little stuck on our Berliner Weisses still. So. Okay. Okay. Can't I love argue our, with that. I love. Hold on, I'm gonna try to Google De Kreutzen here. <laughs> Google it. Well, you have to everybody. Listen, I love this band. Let us know what you find out there, so Brian. <laughs> what did you them. get into this week, sir? So I did a, a variety of things. A lot of it we did together, but I did right. run over to Monday night for their Piranha Dealer Strawberry Milkshake IPA release mm. and. Had that. Uh, it was very nice. And also had a uh, soft pale wheat ale that they had on that, that uh, 
think they had a new guy on staff that was that was his baby and it was a pretty nice one called Big Softy. Okay. Then we we ran around and did some stuff on uh, on on Saturday. We did the uh, the collaboration with uh, with Reformation right. yep. and uh, well, we ran around a little bit after that. But uh, at Reformation, I had that uh, that logger that they came out with jogger. I think juicy. Yeah, I think they yeah. pronounce a jogger right. I think it's an IPL technically, and uh, their uh, honey dippa. That was that was really nice. And uh, you know, we we just took it from there. Did you get into anything else be, beyond? Uh, so the I did Saturday. You know, festival? a lot of what we did there, uh, the, mostly the same. But I did go and grab lunch with Representative Michael Caldwell, the representative of my oh, district. Oh, okay, this very week. cool. Uh, we're working to improve some homebrew laws. Uh, you know, we've made some progress, but we do have some more to do. So he just gave me kind of insight and some suggestions on how to move forward with things there. So that was really. You know, really good information from him there. Also uh, enjoyed uh, some of those Atlanta Brewing Company beers, man. Such good stuff on there. And if I'm trying to remember the one, Cult Classic. Was that the name? Oh, yeah, the Cult Classic. That was, like, number one on the board. Yeah. I forget. That was really I forgot that. That was that my one. favorite. Very, like, sweet orange in there finishing into kind of a tart grapefruit. It was really nice. Yeah, that was so. really nice. That was nice. All right, Tim, I think it's time for Truck and Taps Beers of the Week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Brian, we've got a lot of good beers this week. One that Scott shared with us already, Decroits, and we're definitely going to get into some of that. Uh, we're going to get into their Big Shanty, which is a graham cracker stout. We also have the Revival, which is a Pilsner, which is new for you guys, right? Doing a Pilsner We there. started so, brewing it in June. In June. So um, taking the jump into Pilsner. Well, so. um, we expanded. We brought some other tanks in. And so some of the demand that we were, were doing that right. said, hey, let's let's make a Pilsner. And that's one of the, some of the things that I, as a brewmaster and a home brewer, I never made a Pilsner. I never made a lager. Okay. Like, why? Because it was always about, I was about ale. So... And it was one of the things about the revival was, and it's called that because it's like, like the Almond Brothers song, the re, like revival or the Church Sunday revival, or the whole idea that it's kind of a rebirth. Right. People are going to those drinking beers, you know, like a Pilsner or something. I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, there's there's more people coming to craft beer. Sure. Like, um, to when you make a Pilsner, you can't hide a lot of your imperfections in it because the best pilsners in the world are like pilsner urkel or victory's prima pills where they're clean they're tight and they are on point bigger beers we're in a, we're in a world now where we have the hazy ipas or the big stouts where it's just kind of throwing everything but the best pilsners are the ones that are controlled and tight and clean and on point right okay all those sound great, Scott. We're going to get into those and several more of your beers. We have a lot of really nice Burnt Hickory beers here to try. We're looking forward to getting into all of them. And Scott loves to talk. Yes, he does. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking to him in this next segment when we get back here. No, not yet, Scott. We'll get you soon. But, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. All right, hot in the news this week, uh, comedian Jim Gaffigan stirred up some controversy with a beer op-ed on CBS News. 
He did a short two-minute segment on CBS Sunday Morning where he claimed to be a fan of beer, but he's sick of beer that doesn't taste like beer, saying things like he doesn't want a beer that tastes like chocolate and oranges or avocados. Really, What really attracted the ire of the Brewers Association and Paste Magazine, amongst others, is his statement that every city has special craft beers made by locals, but, quote, without exception, they're all bad. So in their article on the matter, Paste Magazine speculates that the, the timing of the op-ed has a lot to do with the upcoming Great American Beer Festival. So in addition to a polite letter to Jim Gaffigan, the Brewers Association also sent him a selection of craft beer to try. His responses on Twitter to the whole fallout have been pretty amusing. He said that if you are bored, check out my feed for some angry beer people replies about the silly CBS Sunday humor commentary about beer. I've now managed to anger the horse people, beer people, and boat people with my edgy humor. I apologize if my irreverence is tearing this country apart. I think you could say I like Gaffigan. I, I'm I do as well. And I saw his video, and I just thought it was... Some guy who likes – you know the thing that confused me with that, Brian, is he talks about that all his friends think he drinks fancy beer, but then he knocks craft beer, and I'm like, I'm wondering what in-between world he's living in. <laughs> I, I, so. I have no idea, but uh, I guess you could say that Jim Gaffigan is in hot water over cold beer, Tim. Oh, man, that, that was good. Congratulations. Did you see what I did there? I did that's see. some, yes. some yes. local yes. news that's quality good. journalism right there. I, yes. I think I deserve an Emmy. And Atlanta has taken the top spot in the Airbnb list of top trending beer destinations this week. The list was based on the top 50 cities measured by travelers' arrivals and future bookings from September to November 2018. Again, it's by Airbnb, so I assume it's their data there. The data indicates that some of the most popular tourist destinations are cities where food and drink culture is growing and thriving. So the top five are, again, Atlanta at number one. Minneapolis, Minnesota, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis, Missouri, and Asheville, North Carolina. We beat Asheville, North Carolina. That's kind of we exciting. We did. Tim. For growth. Yeah. Now, we had yes, a long ways to go, so that yeah. makes sense. But it's good to see that we're good to see we're headed that direction for sure. I think people are starting to catch wind of the beer scene here, Tim. Yeah, so that's good. Very cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's always nice. And you know, a lot of people online kind of knock the fact that it was a short window in an Airbnb survey. Sure. I don't care, Brian. I don't care. It's uh, just well, nice to see uh, us get mentioned. People will read that. They'll notice. Maybe they'll take note, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll take what we can get. Absolutely. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back very soon to talk to Scott Hedin and Hetty Proctor from Burnt Hickory Brewery. Looking for a great way to promote your business? CedarStream has what you need. For apparel, stickers, signs, and banners, we're your one-stop shop. There are never any art fees or setup fees. And if you need your items quickly, there's no additional charge for rush orders. Whether you own a brewery, bar, bottle shop, or other business, CedarStream is ready to serve you. Visit cedarstream.com for more info or call 800-686-7488 for immediate assistance. CedarStream. We print America. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer.
of the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I didn't enjoy it at all. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. For more great craft beer info, visit us on the web at beerguysradio.com. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio studios at Ironmonger Brewing, and we're talking with Scott Hedin and Hetty Proctor from the Burnt Hickory Brewery. Hetty, Scott, thanks once again for joining us. We really appreciate it. We are sipping through your delicious beers here, having a good time. Scott, we did a little intro for you in the first segment. Let folks know who you are and what you do there at Burnt Hickory Brewery. The founder and brewmaster and head man over there. There's there's so, so many different names. It's it's right. weird and I've been chastised for running my mouth. So Yeah, you do you do like to talk but I that's know, good. Gosh. We'll have a lot of good content here. But <laughs> right, right now I'm just so passionate about beer. Craft right. beer has been part of my life for I don't know how many years, decades, and I I love it. There's only one thing I love more than craft beer, and it's Tim Dennis. That's good. (laughs) So the tap room, you know what? Let's start off talking about that. So there's been recent modifications, upgrades, expansions of the tap room. We uh, we tore some walls down, opened up a little bit more. We've got 16 taps. We'll have... Uh, we'll finish it off with uh, four more in the next month or so and put our cask engine back in full effect usage. Okay. So we'll have 21 taps. 21 taps. That's and a that's, lot of beer. That's good. That's good. It sounds a little, if you know, we're talking on a national scale here, that people go, wow. Uh, Burnt Hickory Brewery and Dry County Brewing are the two breweries in Kennesaw, Georgia. And someone coming to the area recently asked me, where should I go? And I said, you know what? These are really two different spots. They're both great, but it depends on what you're going for. And the thing I said about Burnt Hickory is it feels like you're in your punk rock friend's basement or garage, hanging out, spinning some vinyl, and having a beer. That's the vibe you get. Your favorite dive bar, your buddy's basement or something like that. So was that the goal? And, Scott, I don't know if this is a question for you or Hattie because I know the tap room's kind of your child in decoration, but was the goal to have it (laughs) feel like? Well, I mean, I... me having a brewery and a tap room is something I've wanted to do for like 30 years. Like I sold $60,000 worth of punk rock records to help start my brewery. You know, I'm old. That's a lot of records. <laughs> that is a lot of it records. It actually wasn't yeah. a lot of records. It was a lot of good here. records. A lot of the right Like my Melvins, my Joy Division, my Misfits, my Minor Thread, all these records are all gone. Yeah. And, and the all. big story you had. Well, they're actually the hands of people I love. You had a handwritten set list from Nirvana that was handwritten by Kurt Cobain, 91 correct? DC show. How about yeah, that? So, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yes, I did have one, and I sold that for like thirty five hundred dollars. But it was actually written by Kurt Cobain. Blah blah blah. Whatever, like that. That's great. But I got it and I picked it up, not thinking it was a big deal. It's like it's like I mean, it's kind of like punk rock wasn't wasn't something like kind of like craft beer. Like and punk rock wasn't something that was a big deal. It was kind of natural. Craft beer now all of a sudden has become like huge. And like in the early '90s, craft beer was something like. You looked at it as being like, "Hey, I'm into this," like just like punk rock. Absolutely, sure. With everybody, a beer for everyone. Did you? Did you send back any? To he- back to hugging Hetty, by the way. <laughs> did you send any beer to Jim Gaffigan to try to change his mind about craft beer? Because I think so. He who needs is to be- Jim Gaffigan? Is he's a he- comedian. Have he's you- a comedian. He's the guy known for the hot pocket. The hot skit. pocket yeah. skit. Yes. 
I, I get it because he needs to call me up because I got a ton of material to tell him about craft beer, okay? <laughs> really, he's like, are, you know. Are you building a stand-up set? If I there's mean, a microphone around at the brewery, he's going to get on and he's going <laughs> to yes. do his Yeah, I'll his Google comedy. Jim Gaff again. I think I, I know his name. I think he, he may be kind of funny. but And actually, anybody who makes fun of craft beer right now is my hero because craft beer needs to be made fun of. There's a lot of people... We're taking it way too seriously. And when this thing started back in the day, craft beer was the the other side of the wall. You know, Budweiser and Coors and Miller were all the were the tidy the tidy whitey people. If that makes sense. <laughs> and and, and craft beer are not is whitey, the boxers. But you, so boxers boxers well, the, they the were the people that were very Commando. upset, colorful. and they were the people Commando. that uh, yeah. craft beer was the yes. black flag to cra- macro breweries journey. But you know, I think that that some of the over seriousness now is kind of a flip from beer when, I don't know that's not true because they're still doing absolutely crazy things but I sure it, I kind but of look all... at craft beer as if you're looking at it as a person you have your growing up phase you hit your experimental teens and I kind of feel like craft beer was in the experimental teens because we're still a relatively young industry in America you know, CNS. yeah, I, and I agree. I also think if you look at the trends right now, I we're know a seeing... brewery that blended up Snickers and put it in a beer. Actually, I mean, there's just that <laughs> kind of craziness of happening out there. So. Yeah. Okay. Are you, uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> oh my God. People ask me. All, people. People. People ask me all the time, like, "What's the worst beer you ever made?" I go, "We made a candy corn milkshake IPA." Well, that was on the list for me. It to was ask, called. So it was called. Yeah, we were going to yeah. ask. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, listen, I love craft beer, and I love it, and I don't want anybody who's in the sound of my voice here to ever stop making beer better. We need to push the limits. We need, we cannot become complacent. Right. So, okay? you know what? We t- we talked about the candy corn beer, so this is actually something we were going to talk a little bit about with you, Scott, oh was... Just this crazy like beers. Springer. Can we go back to hugging Hetty? You know, crazy <laughs> beers, and, and and I want to I want to ask you here because I actually posed it's not that crazy, but I posed the question to the folks on Reddit ATL beer because I saw a brewery. I think it's Decanted L's. Is that right, Brian? That was doing the the French toast IPA. I think that's right. Mm. Yeah. So, and I just thought this sounds like a combination to me that just wouldn't work. An IPA with French, French toast. toast? Oh my god, it sounds awesome. See, yeah. well, that yeah, or like maple syrup. syrup. So, the banana yeah. Foster's coffee IPA. The wrong yeah. boyo variant of Canada. Oh, right. But French yeah, toast? Oh my god. Do you not do, have you ever had French toast? I do like wrong. Here's the thing is the there are toast. so many brewers out there that are so locked into hops. And yes, we all loved hops five years ago. But let's see what we can do with our body of the beer. Let's see what we can do with the malt experience where we can like balance it. Listen, hops were huge. Like Four or five years ago, Citra, Simcoe, Amarillo, all these crazy names that no one even remembers anymore now. Like, what was Rywaka, whatever, right? These hops. There's so many. I can't keep up with all the hop varieties. Let's go back. Let's, it all circles back around. So to me, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you just gave me the middle finger. But hops are not about, listen, hops are all a part of beer, but also malt. Let's look at the malt and let's look at what we're doing. Let's the whole Brute IPA is coming out. These people who are taking it, which. Have you taken a stab at that style yet? 
Um, I've done research and okay. realized it's basically Bud Dry. Okay, Bud. but no, but no, <laughs> why hold on, hold on. ask why? I'm that old that I drank <laughs> yeah. Bud Dry and I love that dry, but I drank it like in the 80s. Okay, but it's like a dried out beer. Let's take the firm temperature down under. 147 and hit it with these alpha amylase like enzymes that break up the starches and takes it down low and then we now are an experience where we are actually adding hops not on alpha additions we're adding them in dry hop and uh, dry hop and where we're not getting bitterness we're getting flavor so this whole idea of the brute yes. is like champagne yes so right who never? Who's never drinking the champagne of beers, Miller, and wanted more hops? That's what the brood is, right? No. It's not? It's no. slightly different than that. So yeah. the brood IPA, you start with uh, yeah, super, you the corn and super pale malts. You can add some add corn or rice. Uh, they use the enzymes to dry it out, you know, very close to one or even some under the, that. This is the technical side of burger. It is. Like, like, so we won't get too nerdy science, here with but, it. But, but no, but that's true about drying yeah. out your beer. It's, you know, it, it, and it has to be with all these, like, all these high firm, hazy right. beers we got now, we go the opposite. That's one of the things about craft beer that I love is the fact that once when one trend becomes popular, we go the other direction. Go the other way. So you when, when so. you push one boundary, and when you get to, you get done pushing that, you go find another boundary yeah. to push. So you bounce around. You, you, yeah. you bounce around, and you know what? Here's the bottom line: beer should not be pigeonholed. Beer is what you want it to be. That's you a beautiful it. sentiment. I can't argue with that at all. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a minute to talk more with Burnt Hickory Brewery. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, or a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com. Are you thinking about opening a brewery in the Atlanta area? If so, take a look at the Park at Georgetown. This unique community will feature a collection of restaurants as well as a craft brewery within the new JW Homes luxury development, Dunwoody Green. Conveniently located less than half a mile from I-285, this enclave of restaurants will be the gathering place in Dunwoody. Krim and Associates, the developer of the Park at Georgetown, wants to talk to you. For more information, call Todd Semrau at 404-226-6526. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, KLID 1340 AM in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KLID every Saturday at 4 p.m. Central. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio studios at Ironmonger Brewing, and we're talking with Burnt Hickory Brewery. We're talking to Huggin' Hetty Proctor and Scott Hedin, Burnt Hickory Brewery. Y'all, again, thanks for joining us and sharing your beers. We've... uh 
Scott, you're an easy fellow to talk to. So during the breaks, we've spent a good amount of time chatting, and we've sampled a couple of your beers that I want to mention to folks here. So we have one here called Act of God that's really good, and this is a variant of your charred walls, uh, sure. bourbon barrel-aged Belgian quad with chocolate, right? Yeah. It's, it, the thing about this is the fact that we're a very small brewery, and we have made a Belgian – it's just so funny. We made a Belgian – uh, quad. So everybody argues what a quad is. You know, it's like one, two, three, four, a quad. And the inside of the bourbon barrel is their charred walls. And so I talked to the guy from um, Howard Stern's show, Richard Christie. He was in a band called Charred Walls of the Damned, who is always on his show on Howard Stern saying that he was like you know in a band called charred walls and into beer and i said hey we have a beer blah 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 and i sent an email and 20 minutes later he goes yes you can make a beer named it after us so that's the birth of charred walls okay and the guy's great he's cool he's totally supports us and all that so last year we're a small brewery and we look at ourselves as going like what is going on in the world like where people dump on us and so a rare winter storm came through like north georgia and if you were like six miles south of kennesaw or six miles north of that you got six inches and then you got six inches (laughs) north of that but at our brewery, we got 13 inches, and we're going, oh, my God, an act of God. So we took some charred walls of the damned, our big um, uh, Belgian quad, and put it in a barrel. We rolled it out and said, okay, we're going to – and then we hit it with a lot of, like, I don't know. Chocolate. No, Hetty and I – by the way, Hugging Hetty, hello. Hello. Because Hugging Hetty is our tap room runner. She's our our mama. <laughs> anyway, so well, like where we were where are we right now, where in craft beer in America, where are we where we are trying to present better? Do we you know, do we look at distribution or we, we look at we're trying to run a, a brew house is why we brought Hetty in and Hetty's our craft brew our operation. So Scott brought me in. I have twenty years in the hospitality industry. Right. I also studied wine out in Napa at the Greystone at the Culinary Institute. And I have a passion to share adult beverages with people. I think it's, it's the same with food. It's the same with beer. It's the same with wine. But I do prefer beer, and I do prefer burnt hickory. Because you went to school because you for wine and food because you were oh, going that side. And then you said, you know what? I think beer is the better bet here, Beer right? is definitely the better you bet. You made the right call, I yeah. think. Thank you. Yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> so, you know, I think we need to talk here about Hetty a little bit more because, Hetty, you and your brother opened a restaurant. We did, Dan. You went to yeah, culinary I, school. Yep. And you're a certified welder. I know, right? right? Yeah, yeah, she's a welder. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when our so when our brew house breaks down, she's going to get a I know, weld I do whatever out. I Part can. Of the work. You know, yeah. I, I've... I can tear down walls and I can help paint. And I mean, did you build out part of the tap room? I did build it. I oh, really? Okay. Oh, she okay. did. I did my first, second, and twelfth wood burning on our bar top. Really? As well. Very so cool. It looks really pretty. Um, put barrel staves up under the bar. I'll 
Pay We're your, getting ready yeah. to build out a new studio for Beer Guys Radio. Yeah, Can let you me help know. us with construction? I, I would okay. be happy. It's going to have cool. to be all metal now. I, I, metal I, I works. Know. That's well, fine. You know, I, oh, my I, gosh. You, my you guys are sound metal. quality. You guys right? aren't metal. You guys no. like air supply. You're not <laughs> metal. You're metal. Welcome to the air supply. <laughs> in 2002, when my brother and I opened up Jay Henry's restaurant down in Griffin, Georgia, Please stop by on East College Street. Check it out. Down in Shout Griffin, out. Georgia. Whoa. But, you know, Hetty uh, gets it, and she knows that we need to promote this. It, when there's only 800 breweries in, in the country, it was all about making beer. But now we got 6,000 breweries. It's all about are we breweries or are we, like, we're a destination. Like a, a destination. Right. Right. We're and, an experience. And one of the things about Burn Hickory is – we'll never compromise our beer. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a different topic to go off on. Uh, We're we're talking about changing homebrew laws in Georgia, and you've always been very supportive of homebrewers. As a pro brewer, why is it important to support homebrewing? Well, first of all, if you're home, if any home brewer within the sound of my voice, don't open a brewery, please. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, my, my, um, my belief is the home brewers, you guys are the people who challenge all of us pro brewers. You know, I have people all the time that come to me and go, I make a better beer than you. And I go, yeah, you should. Because, you know, I started home brewing in the early 90s, like late 80s, early 90s, where I had like the Mutton's can of can of malt Liquid extract. malt. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, oh my right. God. And yeah. I said, yeah. Right. Support your local homebrew store, please. You know, that's where it all starts, okay? Now, something you did, Scott, we talked uh, briefly earlier about. Uh, Brian and I got to serve some of our homebrewer at Burnt Hickory because you invited, I think it was your do second I know you, by the way, Tim? You do. You know me very well, man. Do I know you, Tim? I think it was your second anniversary. You invited maybe half a dozen homebrewers to actually brew small batches of their homebrew recipes on your equipment and serve at your anniversary party. So where a lot of breweries want to... Focus on all their beers and that you actually set up a full. Oh my gosh, room I love I love home I love home brewers because that's where I started, and my whole thing is, I'm, gosh, it sounds so silly. Like I'm all of a sudden become a businessman in the last couple of years, which makes me really kind of like angry because I used to be <laughs> the guy that was like, dude, beer, dude, right, whatever, right, and my whole thing was, um. Homebrew is where it starts, okay? All right? And I don't want to sell myself short, but you can make a beer. Make a beer at home. You know, this is what it's all about. Like, I'm a big fan of punk rock records, right? And the best punk rock was recorded in somebody's home and not, like, like like official and right? the ones that were recorded in a studio and polished and produced do not sound right well some misfits. Of, some, no, what, <laughs> please don't talk to me about the misfits right okay so i saw the, all my misfits record to start my brewery so please okay. anybody hears that so make me rich so i can buy them all back but anyway so but yes but yeah but there's something something to be said about we're we're gonna see a turn here in craft beer where we're gonna see like everybody's into craft beer, and just like we're talking about ten years ago, there's gonna be this you know, let's see, I want to see angry brewers, like all of a sudden like I think I'm like the guy who is the the guy who started a brewery, like 
with my so own money. So what are the Brewers angry about? What do they need to be angry about here, Scott? They need to be angry about the fact that the distributors control who takes over the taps. They also need to be angry that... I don't know who drinks macro beer anymore. Let's okay. let's the or they should be angry more about their placements. They should be angry more about their their legislative legislative right. We got placements. yeah legislative absolutely right. But, uh, but okay, so you want to talk real about the like who's, the, who should I they be angry? I love real talk. Yeah, I know you, Tim. <laughs> yes, uh, the whole thing about is that beer is about who we all are and beer is about if you get it or you don't get it and we need as the people who get it to to alert the people who don't get it let's change okay all right absolutely gotta let people know man you're listening to the beer guys radio show we need to take a quick break but we'll be back very soon to talk more with scott and hetty from burnt hickory brewery It's Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram back off man i'm a scientist now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show make sure to follow us on the socials beer guys radio on facebook twitter and instagram we're broadcasting from the beer guys radio studios at ironmonger brewing and we're talking with burnt hickory brewery Scott Hadina, I have another question for you. Hey, here. I can't talk to you. I'm on Instagram right now. Posting. You're on uh, your IG. I'm posting these on the socials. So, Scott, we've made it pretty clear through this interview, but that both music and beer are passions for you. Correct? Um, yes, but that's enough. That's all I. That's all I need out of yeah. you right now. Yes. yes. So, okay, yeah. but you know, music. So that you know, means... beer. But listen, <laughs> if your favorite band is like 311, yes. Your beer is not going to be good, if that okay. makes sense. Is that, all right, or if all your right. favorite band is Air so, Supply or Jimmy Buffett. Listen, I have no problems with Jimmy Buffett or 311. Okay. I get it. But beer is like expression of yourself. Okay. And if you take a guitar, and when I learned how to play guitar back in the day, I was inspired by Ace Frehley from Kiss. That's not a good thing. But, however, I got into other things where where I started playing guitar and got into beer, and beer 
was something where I was able to express myself. Okay. Speaking of BHP Army, please come to the tap room and ask me all about our All BHP about the BHP which is your exclusive members club at Burn Hickory Brewery, right? Well, so. it, it, yes, it's yes, true. It Go up, so ask Eddie, check it out. Bottles and special events and all kinds of cool stuff. But it's a loyalty it. club for us. Absolutely. So, Scott, music and beer, since these are your two passions, I'm going to ask you a few. Uh, I'm going to give you a few songs that you'll definitely know because I'm sure these are all your favorites. No, and I want to know what beer you would pair with these songs. And Ooh, I believe we did this oh, last time you were on the show. Okay, uh, let me so know. the first know. ones, Bad Brains, Eye Against Eye. The the Bad Brains, okay. So um, anything with the Bad Brains, I guess lately we've seen these hemp beers that are going on. Okay. And, you know, every, anybody who knew HR or Dell Jennifer or Dr. No knows that they're about Rastafari. But I would like to think that it, I would use the call, the CTZ hop, which like smells like dank. Okay. But I'd also do Citra that brings it in tighter. I would use our Cannon Dragger for burn, for okay. bad brains. And by the way, I sold my bad brains pay to come record. Why? <laughs> Why? I sold it for eight hundred dollars. I wish you still had it because I love the bad brains. I'm from DC, and they're like my favorite, one of my favorite bands. Okay, but yeah, go ne- ahead. Next song is REM. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Um, it would be because you know that's the, that's the story that um, Dan Rather was attacked in the um, the subways of New York, and some guy was like attacking him and yelling at him, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" So it's kind of a like a um, conspiracy theory that Dan Rather knew much about. You can Google what's the frequency, Kenneth. Okay, Kenneth, I would do because since it's REM. And it's a modern REM. Uh, I would do it very much a pale pilsner, and I would add it like a type of uh, hop or a, a green that people would not know it. Like we'd add like Maris Otter. Or we'd add like how about this? Name the crazy. Name the craziest Over. hops. Raiwaka, Motika, Motika, Lemon yeah. Hop, Denali. I think it's a Waikati. Wai- well, whatever. Yeah, so anyway, so yes. So what's the frequency? What's the frequency, Kenneth? If we needed to make that beer, we would make it to be very dry and very clear, and we'd add a mystery hop that you never heard what it was, and we'd okay. add it like in a weird. Like dry hop only. A strange way. Maybe serve it with some Orange Crush or something IPA. like that. Orange Crush, okay. Right, so you know I go. love REM. I like do, yes. Old REM. So now how about like if you paired, uh, you paired something with Nirvana's heart-shaped box? Well, okay, so... Yes, I love Nirvana, and I would love the fact that Nirvana's heart-shaped box, we, we would do a stout that we would do a very, very high mash temperature. We do like 158, and so it would be like very, very malty, and it would be sludgy, and it would be grungy, and it would be very like we'd add like so heart shaped box. If you listen to that song, right? It's it's a it's a weird song, right? And it's very. Yes. 
it's very unfiltered. It's very whatever. So we would do a very high mash, and we would make like Maris Otter and Golden Promise, and make it as malty as we can. And then we'd add a bunch of like we'd find a fruit that we thought we liked, and to actually. Okay, I've That's got a, two more for you, Scott. Right. And okay, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, we gotta hear uh, these. We, ones. we gotta know. This is Brian added this one to the list. Yes. Uh, yes. Totos Africa. So so yeah, I know that song. It's sad that Weezer discovered their song, and I think the guys at Foreign are going, "Why couldn't you cover our song?" Weezer covered Toto, and then Tutter Toto covered Weezer as they well. They did. They did. What, they did what a collaboration on songs. Uh, I think it was uh, was it Hashpipe? It was. Hash I think it was Hashpipe. Okay. So you guys yeah. are waiting because I'm old. I don't know. Right. I, I I like a song called Nervous Breakdown mm-hmm. <laughs> by okay. Black Flag. Yeah, that's what I'm having right now. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Weezer doing? No, listen. Weezer doing their cover of Toto. I think that's awesome, but the guys at Welcome Foreigner are like going, could you please like cover our song and give us some money from that? But yeah, Weezer's. Okay. The guy, Matt Sharp, the bass player, I know that guy. He's he's all right. Beer, but no beer. But no what, beer. What, yeah, we still haven't got to that what yet. What beer yeah, did you, I, you know, with that? Come on. It's Madagascar oh, vanilla. It's just, it's hanging oh, there. Oh, so the beer-wise yeah, for yeah, the yeah, Africa? For, yeah. Oh, gosh. Let me think about this. It would be something that was like opportunist. <laughs> okay. So it'd be a milkshake IPA that we would do chocolate, vanilla, Zeke. Okay. That I would like dump a bunch of chocolate and lactose into. Chocolate. And vanilla, and it would be vanilla. gooey and whatever. And then the whole time, every the time that, and every time it poured, uh, Hetty would go, what I the wish heck? the rain's down in Africa. Africa. Come on, yeah. Absolutely. First of all, I love that song. I remember I that song came out. Listen, it. I'm that old yeah. that I remember that song came out. Okay. Now Wait, we've asked. A, speaking of that, we've asked a lot of older songs here, so we thought we'd ask at least one that was had a little modern flavor, modern oh, connection Lord. to you. So, what song would you pair with Luis Fonsi's Despacito? I have no idea what the song is. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if he I would feel not like know you that. Should play so, that but. No, play I don't, Despacito. But, yeah, but here, here's, here's my it's thing. It's unfortunate is. that he doesn't Bert, know that. It is unfortunate. Ah, I, I spent too much. I spent too much time making beer at, at like Burnickery. Life when I listen, when, when have I you heard punk it? Rock, listen, yes. Punk rock yeah. at the brewery. I've learned more time. about punk rock in the past year than. Oh, I uh, bet. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Just yeah. Wow. So, Hedy, I love playing Driving and Crying, though, at the Hedy, After yes. all. Do you know the song that they're talking play. about? I have no idea. And the fact that you don't know it really just totally trashes my joke here. Just horribly. Oh, give, me the, give me the joke. Because I think I can't. I mean, I, it cannot be explained, Scott. Because I think last time my curveball was a Taylor Swift. So, Scott, you had mentioned you made a reference to, uh, you know, hemp beers and terpenes. Or have, have you ever looked into making a hemp or terpene beer? Because you haven't done some so, interesting um, ingredients. So, I guess, so Thomas Jefferson, our third president of the United States, made a hemp beer. I thought about hemp beer because, you know, the hops are all part of that same genus. Sure. Yeah. Right? The amount of effect that you can get from hop beer 
So, Tim, stop looking at me. Oh, is it flack? You're not going to be the amount of hemp that you had, the amount of the amount of marijuana you had to put into a beer to get the same effect. You might as well smoke it. So I think the answer you're looking for here, Brian, is no. It sounds like no. Hetty Scott, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate the information, the discussion. Always a good time chatting with Burnt Hickory Brewery. So if folks want to keep up with all that's going on at BHB, what's the best way to do that? Follow us on Instagram at BHB underscore brews. Follow us on Facebook or go straight to the website, burnthickorybrew.com. And you're always welcome to email me at Hetty at burnthickorybrew.com. Come visit the tasting room and, and have a beer, right? please come see me in the tap room. Awesome. Tell, tell me that you heard us on Beer Guys. Tim, Brian, thank you so much for having us. Thank you all. We truly appreciate it. We appreciate it. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking to Tallahassee, Florida's Deep Brewing. Please remember to subscribe to Beer Guys Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And please do leave us a review. If you enjoy the show a lot, consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Our patrons get early access to all shows, exclusive content, and some very cool swag. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.